Pages of Pim Better Podcast. Greetings, Voyagers. Welcome to the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. This is episode number 230. This one was recorded from the road in the Poconos, Pennsylvania at Toby Hanna State Park. My guest is George Chigger. He is a competitive eater. You likely know about the Coney Island July 4th hot dog eating contest, and he does compete at that. But there's a whole world of competitive eating and a major league of competitive eating. All this stuff that I had no idea about. There's real physical training that goes into this. And George was able to give me his story and to tell me about this world. And it was really fascinating for me. He has a YouTube show and he's got all sorts of stuff on the internet. So I'm going to link to that in the player that you're listening to this to. So Spotify, iTunes, whatever. I'll have the hyperlinks for you and you could go learn some more about him. I think his whole media arsenal is going to be growing throughout this year too. So give him a follow and follow along as you can see more of his journey. And it sounds like things are going to be pretty back to normal this summer. So make sure that you tune in on July 4th. And if you didn't already have a horse in the race, now you have somebody to root for when you watch the Coney Island Hot Dog Eating Contest. And that's George. I'm going to keep this intro short and sweet today. So I hope you enjoy this conversation with George Chigger. Well, you have... um you have a competition today, no? Is that what you I said? I just have a food challenge. Oh, okay, okay. That um, cool. the I met um, last year. I, I met some owners um, that own a food truck, and it's a rice ball food truck. Oh, yes. So they're at a um, the Warren County Bloom Festival today in Jersey, and um, I'm going to go and attempt to eat ten pounds of rice balls. So, what happens if you do? <laughs> like. I, I got a great video that I ate 10 pounds. I got bragging rights, you know. Uh, when I first met them, I'm like, I thought the rice balls would be like two ounces a piece. So I'm like, hey, let's, you know, he's like, how many can you eat? I'm like, I can eat like 100, you know, because he's like, you know, 10, 15. I'm like, no, I could, I could eat some. And uh, so we, we've been talking and everything. And <clears throat> originally, I think the world record, um, it seems like Kobayashi might have the record at 100. So that's like 25 pounds. Holy or Joey crap. Chestnut does, but I'm not sure. So I didn't re- do the research. They were doing some research. So, and I'm I'm not at 25 pounds yet, capacity wise. But um, I think I could do a, a hurting on 50. Um, you know, half of that, 12 and a half pounds. But I think I'm just going to shoot for 40 today because I had an off practice uh, on Friday for uh, hot dogs, and uh, you know, so I'm just like, all right, let me just give it another little little stretch today with 10 pounds of food, you know, get that down if I can. And then Tuesday, we're back at hot dog practice, you know, and the hot dog practice part of it for 4th of July. Are they flavoring the rice balls or it's just rice? No. So the rice balls, they have like, I think they have like five or 10 different flavors. I mean, they have an awesome truck and um, they, you know, do private events and, you know, uh, pop-up events. And then of course, you know, festivals and stuff. So you know, I'm excited. I um, last year I was able to try like four or five different flavors, but I think they have like you know the uh, marinara, and then they got the original, you know, with the rice and uh, 
uh, ground beef in it and with the peas. And, um, you know, I think that's like the old school original rice ball uh-huh. to me. But they have crazy different, you know, things going on. So I'm just excited. And we'll talk about it in the, you know, as I eat. Because it's, it's not really timed, you know. I'm oh, not yeah, I was going to ask for that. speed or anything. I'm just going to see if I could attempt to eat, you know, 10 rice, you know, 10 pounds or whatever, 40 rice balls in Holy 30 minutes crap. or something. So Are you going to film that? Oh, yeah, I'm going to film it. That's what I'm doing is it's, it's going to be a food challenge, you know, video for YouTube. Awesome. I, like hours and hours of footage in the cloud that got to get edited, you know, oh, to wow. add to my YouTube channel. I have hours, you know, over the last three years. And, you know, we, you know, my editor, Ben, he's awesome. And, you know, he picks and chooses what he wants to do. And sometimes he'll get on a new video and sometimes he'll find some old footage. So, you know, it's just, it's, it's fun. Yeah. You grew up around here. Uh, yeah. I've been here since 92. 1992 okay. in the Poconos, graduated from, you know, Pocono Mountain, and it's a great area. I love this place. Back at the house, um, so it's my uh, my partner, my girlfriend's family, and her, her brother's there, and his girlfriend's there. And, you know, in a way, when I come here, it, it has a bit of a small town feel in that, like, everybody knows of things that are happening here, and, and everybody sort of knows everybody. That's at least been my experience. And when I said your name, he was like, hmm. I don't know, he kind of sounds familiar. What does he look like? I'm like, oh, he's a big, tall dude. And he's like, man, did he ever work at the Jube, at the Jubilee? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> I've been in the Jube for 20 plus years. All and right. And then, um, you know, prior to going pro with uh, Major League Eating, I, you know, I was uh, full-time, you know, a bouncer every weekend for like four years straight. Oh, okay. In the bar at the Pub in the Pines. Yeah, definitely. All right, I'll tell you their names when we stop recording. Maybe, All right. Maybe you'll know good. people. Yeah, um, probably do. You know, but it's a small world. And good place to grow up yeah i think it was an epic place to grow up i'm originally from california oh wow and um you know it's a different pace of life here you know it was kind of uh, maybe a little depressing in a way because mm-hmm. you know going from the valley and everything's close go- coming to the poconos and nothing's around but um very fortunate i had a great upbringing great parents and you know uh who knows where it would have you know life would have taken me if I uh, stayed in California or whatever. But my family is originally from the East Coast, so they, they retired back to the East Coast. Okay. Um, but yeah, I think it was a great place. It's just, you're just in the woods though, you know? It's like, I got one traffic light in my town <laughs> and I didn't know we had any kids, you know, living in my neighborhood until I went to school for the first day, you know, like two months living here. It's like, there's no one here that it's like, they just come out of the woods, you know? Crazy long winters too, huh? Yeah, yeah. The winter could be quite long. I mean, you know, they say we have four seasons here, but I really think it's more like winter and summer. Yeah. Two seasons. And, you know, they, they were worse when we were younger, but it's still a good time. We had a good, good winter this winter, I think, you know, first one in a long time. It's beautiful now too. Like back in New York, it's in the 90s right now. And in a New York 90 feels different than... 90 here it's going to be about 85 it is it is gorgeous and dry and mm-hmm. i'm liking this oh yeah definitely I, I mean i get a chance to go you know the city and out on the island and everything so you it's a different world you're up on top of the plateau here so yeah it's i mean you drive you know 45 minutes off the mountain it's it's going to be a different yeah. you know, weather completely so understandable so i would imagine or maybe i'm wrong but i would imagine growing up 
you had a specific vision for where you where your life would be, what you what your profession would be. Um, I'd imagine maybe it wasn't professional eating. Like what what were your ambitions as, as you were growing up? What do you think you'd be doing? Well, you know, um, I, I wasn't really sure. You know, I've always worked hard. I've been working, you know, full time and going to high school. You know, and I, I wasn't in the kitchen it was my first job washing mm. the dishes from this restaurant across the street from my house. And uh, I, I was, uh, I, I was, I got on the line, you know, cooking food early on, you know, 13, 14 years old um, until I was 16. I got a driver's license. I'm like, Hey, I could, I, I don't have to work across the street from my house anymore. So I, I went elsewhere for work and I, I didn't think I'd ever have anything to do with food again until years later. You know, I'm always, I've been a foodie at heart and I've worked hard but um, my goal was to get in, you know, I got into line work, worked on high voltage power lines in my early, you know, late teens, early 20s. And that career path didn't work out for me. But food was not in the picture. It was always I did food challenges. Everyone's like, I remember back in line work, we were at a, one of my first biggest food challenges I ever did was a six pound burger out in a, oh, at a Denny's in, uh, I want to say it's Clearfield, Pennsylvania. And they're like, everyone's, you could eat this, you know, you could get this done because like, you know, I, I would just. I would order 40, 50 wings for dinner and salads. I mean, you know, eight to 10,000 calories a day I was consuming back then when I was working really hard. And, um, but I, I didn't finish. It was like one of my first fails probably, you know, the six pound burger, but I really gave it my, you know, best effort I, that I could do. And, uh, at the time, and I, I want to go back is now I know what I'm doing. Yeah. <laughs> right? So that's on my bucket list of challenges to go back and, and check it off. But yeah, I mean, to I, I didn't think I would be here today, you know, at 42 years old, you know, becoming an influencer and doing food reviews and people paying me to eat food. And it just never thought I would be here. So is your picture on the wall all over the place, like 50 ounce steak challenges and things oh, like that? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I, I did. Actually, I just did my first 72 ounce steak challenge, my first steak challenge ever. 72. Last month on the oh, way back God. from Florida. Um which was fun. It was 72 ounces of steak, had a baked potato, salad. Uh, what was it? Relish tray, bowl of ice cream. I think there was a dinner roll. He had an hour to eat the steak and the food. So it was probably about seven pounds. Oh, my gosh. So I, I got it done. You can find that video. Do we do the video? I'm trying to think. I have a uh, on my uh, TikTok. I think I have a clip of it. But I'm not sure if Ben put the video out yet because the uh, – but it's it's a good one. It's quick. It goes do you, quick. Do you keep a log of like all of the successful challenges? I you know I should. Yeah, that'd know, be fascinating. Everyone's asking, oh, how many wins do you have? How many loses do you have? And I'm like, I've only lost a handful. You know, and a lot of it, I've I've only lost a couple in the last three years that I've tried. And it's more of a um, partner challenge. Mm. And, you know, my partner kind of let me down on like pizza challenges. Or, um, you know, I, we just, you know, I film with uh, Darren Eats a lot, you know, a really good friend of mine in the business. And we, we just set some ex extremely <laughs> high goals for food challenges. And I usually shut those down. Like, I'm like, oh, this is crazy. And Darren will pick up my slack. So, Whoa. yeah. Um, but, no, I need to. I need to go back and think about it. You know, people get on me that I don't keep really a log. But I'm not, like, a numbers guy with that. I just go out and have a good time. You know, but I probably have 100 plus, you know, great challenges that I've, you know, I got done. And there's there's a handful of challenges that 
you know, normal eater, you know, normal <clears throat> competitive eaters can't get done that I've done. So he's like, you know, I call it chigger style or whatever. I, I'll go in and order two challenges. If it's, if it's small enough, I'll do two. And um, if it's too big, I won't do two. But that's my big thing. And then, like, with the team uh, pizza eating challenges, usually now I'll just go in by myself and eat the challenge by myself because I just don't want to be let down by a teammate. Is pizza like slices or whole pies? Usually it's a whole pie. Like, uh, oh, you know, there's a lot of 28-inch uh, pizza challenges or 30-inch pizza challenges. And they weigh in anywhere from 7 to, like, 10 pounds of pizza. Plus, there's usually, like, a requirement to consume, um, you know, a 2-liter bottle of soda with it or, you know, two 64-ounce, you know, uh, fountain drinks because you have your teammates, so you have double the liquid, and then each you have to eat a half a pie, which... You know, a five-pound challenge, it seems like most food challenges are probably like four to four to six pounds. And then, like, anything from seven and up is really extreme for people. But, I mean, I'm, I'm comfortable eating a 10-pound food challenge any day of the week. My gosh. What, uh, what was your first, I guess, like, competitive, maybe paid food challenge gig? So, um... It would be with Major League Eating. My first pro um, event was uh, Hostess Donuts, the powdered sugar, the little bag of powdered sugar donuts. They're like, you know, I don't know if you guys have. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. City. So, um, in Philly in 2018, went in, and I want to say uh, I finished fourth place with 138 of them in six minutes, and I used like a half a gallon of hot coffee to. I think they're down. so dry. Yeah. Yeah, I popped them in and just took a swig of coffee. It was like just coffee donuts, coffee oh. donuts. So that was my first uh, my first competition besides uh, Nathan's like hot dog qualifiers because I, I started trying to qualify in like 2015. Do you have to uh, place in a certain ranking in order to get paid for that specific challenge? For the um, the competition wise, like with um, like usually. Um, <clears throat> they'll pay out anywhere from like fourth to sixth place. Okay. Like, you know, back, I guess. Uh, some places do, since we're pros, uh, they'll they'll give us like a show up. You know, uh, we were just down in Florida eating sweet corn at um, West Palm Beach for the um, sweet corn festival they had there. And I think they, they gave everybody money all the way through the whole, you know, top 10 or whatever. Okay. You know, because it was nice. But, like, usually it's advertised, you know, the top four or the top six places will make money. And it goes, you know, like half the purse to first place and it breaks down quarterly back that, you know, down. So the, the big league is like major league eating. Yes. But there are paid competitive organizations outside of them? Yeah, there's there's... Oh, relax. <laughs> we got my dog on my lap here. She's getting excited. People are walking around. Um, so, yeah, so the Major League Eating, I think, is the, the number one competitive eating circuit, okay. you know, out there. Um, there is a couple other, you know, smaller ones that put on other events. So, really, the way we look at it, you belong to Major League Eating or you're an independent eater. And you could go to, like, just, you know, Joe Schmo, you know, donut shop that's having a contest that will, you know, may pay you if you win or not. or So there's a lot of um, other options, you know, out so there. So you can do both. 
I cannot do both because oh. I'm under contract with Major League Eating. I see. So that's, you know, signing a contract with them, you know, or a membership as they call it. Um, but that allows me and guarantees me a, a position to compete at one of their events. And normally there's 50 events a year. Wow. So, um, it's all exciting. over the country? All over the country. Actually, all over the world. At, you know, at some points, I mean, they used to be overseas. Now, they, you know, we do go to Canada uh, We um, for poutine, go up there. Oh, my God. That's amazing. Yeah. You know, I think last time I was up there, I ate 14 pounds of poutine Holy in 10 minutes. Crap, dude. Uh, and I, did, I finished 10th place, maybe. Like, you know, my first year, it was 2018, I was up there. And I did 11 and a half pounds, and I think Matt Stoney ate 12. So I could have almost beat Matt by, you know, he beat me by half a point, uh, half a pound, but I was so close to him my rookie year. I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Is, somehow, is Major League Eating somehow affiliated with, like, DraftKings or are they just a sponsor? Yes, now they, they're working with DraftKings uh, for in 2020 here, or well, 2020, 2021. They just started okay. uh, working with them, I guess, as of um, over the winter they did stuff. They did the, uh, what was it, Halloween. They did the Candy Bowl. They were supposed to have like three things happen last year, but you know, of all everything going on, it yeah. changed. But we did the um, Super Bowl pre-show with DraftKings, Whoa. which was really cool. I went down to Florida, and there were our sponsors. So I did the Easy Cheese chugging. Yeah, <laughs> and, I saw that. Um, I, I now I own the the title for that. You know, the Easy Cheese chugging champion of the world. This two two twelve ounce cans and two twelve ounce. Well, they were eight ounce cans. Okay, so one pound. What, 58 seconds maybe I chugged them. <gasps> so it was fun. And, uh, you know, my buddy that I was competing against, Matt, did a great job, but I, I beat him, you know, just by a smidge, but I beat him. So can we bet on you? Do they have that in there? I don't know all the rules because, like, we're not allowed to do anything, but I think it right. was, um, like, you kind of, like, um, I wonder how they, how, I, I don't know if you could bet on me or if you had to like choose to like move on. I don't think there was like betting as say per se, but if you chose everything like the, um, like the rounds almost, or? yeah, the rounds or uh, what's, um, I'm trying, I'm trying to think the terminology on it, but if you, you could choose who's going to win. I think if you did everything correctly, you, you know, you, you win something at the end there. So I never even knew that. That's awesome. Yeah. So DraftKings is definitely, you know, more involved with major league eating in the last year, which is awesome because they also just did the red carpet event. Uh, when we were in Florida and corn, they were out in Vegas doing the, I think it was for the Grammys, the pre-show for the, Whoa. So they, they had popcorn and eggs. They did a bunch of different stuff. Popcorn and eggs. Well, they, they had like three different um, events. They had two undercards. So like I was oh, okay. out in um, for the Super Bowl, I was on the undercard for the Easy Cheese Chugging Championship. And then they had the um, the big game um, snack down. And there was like all, you know, um, the big game foods, tailgate foods. So there was like they had eight different foods, which I think was like eight pounds. And they had eight minutes to eat it. Whoa. But who are reading it the fastest, all of his, all of it the fastest or the most in the eight minutes. So it was kind of cool, you know, how they've been doing that with like a steeplechase race. You got to eat one bowl of food and move on to the next one. And they did that with the candy. And then just recently they had undercards, it was Badlands, Chugs. Um, they did, a, I think, a gallon of um, Diet Coke, um, him and, and uh, Heavy D for a chug off and then they, they were, the next round was 
um, the uh, Cool Hand Luke Challenge 50 Oh, the eggs. eggs. Yeah, okay. So who, who could eat the 50 eggs the quickest, you know, wins or the most in X amount of minutes. And then the guys went to uh, popcorn, like Matt Stoney, Joey Chestnut. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was with them. Jeff, Exper. So they did the, the uh, popcorn. I think Matt ate like 28 cups of popcorn. Holy at, you know. crap. So it was a lot of popcorn. How do their rankings work? Do you have to win a, a place in first a certain amount? or? Um, I think it has a lot to do with that, but it also, um, you know, your hot dog numbers, I think, with Major League Eating, it, oh. it, it has a lot to do with the numbers because that's the most equal um, item that we're consuming, I guess, per, um, you know, event. Mm. And because I know, like, I debuted at 18th in the world when I was a rookie. I went to 12th, and then I... I I after um, that I just I'm currently at 15th because uh, a couple guys leapfrogged me and um, two of them got me by a half a hot dog number like you know for our best hot dog number so I'm like at 31 and a half and those guys are at like 32 so we're talking two ounces Whoa. difference and then there's another gentleman that leapfrogged me and I think he got me beat at a couple other events just you know uh, by you know a couple items so it's it's really we're really close so i think we're going to see more numbers more people moving around here after fourth of july again is this because obviously a lot of people know about the coney island uh nathan's hot dog challenge that's on maybe even espn like that is on national television maybe it's on uh worldwide television for espn it's the number one rated show on fourth of july in the world okay yeah there you go <laughs> so i'm imagining then that this is becoming more and more popular and maybe more people are getting involved oh definitely and it, it's it's changed you know like when we go you know 2018 20, 2019 i think there was 50 plus thousand people in the crowd on fourth of july oh my god you know you can find this on espn live at noon you know it's it's really great um the great thing about you know i mean not last year was great but the the it was a small group of people and it was the first time they ever um live televised the women's competition mm. that goes on before us which was awesome because the women you know are great competitors and um you know they finally had their kind of like highlight in you know real time i think but um, the women record earlier and then they just give highlights during the live show for the, the men during, you know, on 4th of July. But it's just a, you know, it's a great time. Um, and it's it's known and it's it's a huge, you know, builder for Nathan's. Nathan's gives, you know, um, 100,000 hot dogs to New York City food banks oh, wow. to, you know, over the year to donate to them, you know, to help people out. And they, they do a lot great stuff for the community and it's a fun time to get out and you know they've been doing this for years it's 100 plus years they've been doing this contest wow i didn't even realize it's been that long running mm -hmm. um okay so i'm going to obviously in the whatever player people are listening in link to like your youtube and ways that people can see you but if anybody's listening for the first time and this is just or, or hearing your story for the first time this is just audio you are a tall dude, right? <laughs> and I think maybe conventional wisdom would be, okay, somebody taller, broader, they're going to be able to eat more. But when you watch, you see like a total variety in body types. And you even mentioned like the women's competition. Uh, as a general rule of thumb, men have more body mass than women. It, I guess now like learning more about this, it's not even about physical stature, huh? No, um, not at all, really. And, you know, 
I've learned quite a bit over the last, you know, handful of years. And it seems to be, um, you know, Michelle Lesko, she, you know, second ranked woman in the world. She's, I don't think she's five foot tall, you know, hundred pounds and she can beat, she's beat me and, you know, um, gives me a run for my money all the time in competition. And, you know, she'll hang with the, the big dogs. And so, and myself, you know, just some stats, I'm six foot tall, 230 you know, pounds-ish, 330 pounds, I'm sorry. So six foot tall, uh, 230 pounds-ish, give or take. I fluctuate quite a bit, you know. Uh, but you would think, you know, and I'm, I'm a pretty lean guy, but I'm not lean. Like, you know, so I still have the gut. I got the you know, the visceral fat. So they're saying if I could lose my gut and get like a, a six pack or a pack, I call it, you know, if I get rid of the gut, I should be able to um, stretch my stomach further with capacity. Really? So it, it seems like the guys with the six packs and, you know, the 12 packs and everything stretch better. So you can be slender and shorter, but then you also lose um, capacity with your height. So like they're, they're excited to see if I could really train hard enough to increase my capacity further due to my size, like my height, because I have the my torso. Because, you know, some gentleman, uh, Jeff Esper, he's, he's 5'7", he's a power lifter, he is shredded, and, you know, he is ranked second in the world, and he's at the top of his game, but he's maxed out on his capacity, he says, because he's short, you know, he, he can't get any, you know, he's limited, so... Uh, when I came on the scene, everyone's like, oh, man, you're tall. If you could train and, and get the capacity, you might be able to surpass us. So so yesterday, or when we when I first reached out to you, you were letting me know that, hey, on Friday I'm going to be training. You could come by. What does training look like? And is it specific to the next food challenge, the food that's on that challenge? Definitely. So, like, we, you know, it was a, I did a hot dog run. So it's it's hot dog practice time. And we call it hot dog season. So from April to July, we normally will meet once a week with uh, myself and my mentor, and we'll run through a uh, scenario, you know, set up the cups and the, the hot dogs and buns and the water and and set the timer for 10 minutes and see what we can get done. And every week we try to increase our numbers and t speed. So... Are you in physical pain after something like that? Oh, sure, yeah. You know, uh, imagine you know, Thanksgiving dinner, you know, when you want to unbutton that top button and go sit on the couch and watch the football game, by 10 maybe. You know, you're very uncomfortable because when you max out, if, if you hit capacity, you know, your stomach's just below your rib cage and it's pushing up in your lungs, it's pushing other things around, it's, you know, it's you really... You know, you're pushing things around. You're putting pressure on stuff that shouldn't have pressure. So, yeah, you mentioned Thanksgiving. <laughs> my uh, my stepmom was a, a nurse for many years, and she would always let me know that after after or at the end of a of a Thanksgiving night, there's a lot of people that go to the hospital because they've literally eaten so much that like their stomach ruptured. Is 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 there a danger in what you're doing? I, I suppose um, you know I. That could happen. I have not heard of it happening. I've 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 heard of people uh, rupturing their stomachs like at picnics and everything. Yeah. You know the big guy that likes to eat a lot. Um, you know I have not heard of it in our case. Your your body should really shut you down before you get to that point. You know because your body knows the limitations of your body, and it should you know shouldn't allow you to do that. So and. Sorry if any of these are maybe too personal. No, it's okay. Do you know you're at max capacity, like when you're ready to almost like purge? 
Oh, we, yeah, we call it reversing in the, you know, so yeah, the purging. Uh, yeah, I could feel it. When I'm full, there's food in the back of my throat. Like when, I, when I'm doing a food challenge and I, I max myself out and I'm full, I could, I'm fighting the food to go down the back of my throat, like down, you know, and it, because that's where I call the full limit. But I could tell when I'm getting, it's getting up into my, you know, putting pressure on my lungs and, you know, there's stages to where I know I'm going to start to max out and the body might fight me a little bit on, you know, the reversal. It, do you have to keep it down for a certain amount of time in order to like qualify in the competition? So, I mean, if you reverse during the clock, don't, at any time you're DQ'd. Whoa. And then you need to, um, I, I don't know if there's like three to five minutes afterwards, but I mean, it's it, the biggest thing is to be able to, you know, accept your, if you place, you know, you want to be able to do the, the outros, like, right, you know, when they announce the winners and all that stuff and hang out and take, you know, pictures and stuff. I mean, we're professionals. The big biggest thing is not to reverse. You know, that's not our game plan. It's kind of taboo in our business Yeah. to do that. <laughs> that is, that's a wild, wild, <laughs> wild business. <laughs> um, do you, is there like a strategy to almost go into like starvation mode before you enter a competition? Um, not really because like, you don't want to, like, I think when you're, you know, you're starving yourself, your, your stomach's going to shrink and get tight and, you know, you don't want that kind of thing. But I do go to it like a, a liquid diet, maybe 48 hours out. Uh. Um, I may have just a couple eggs, maybe a couple pieces of bacon, yogurt in the morning because I, I'm learning like, you know, I have my training days and I try different things. And then the day of, I always, I, you know, I, you know, I don't, I want to fast. I don't want to eat. I, you want to be empty. You want to be cleared out to give yourself more expansion <laughs> in the uh, stomach area. So I've, I've tried different things and it's just, it seems like I could do better in practice than I do at, you know, the, the day of, and, you know, the numbers are really different, you know, by 10 or so of like my best uh, hot dog numbers. So every, everything works different for somebody else. You know, I tried something different last year. I want to try something new this year just to see how it goes. Because, you know, the day of it's, you know, you're, you're amped up, you have everything going on you know, in your head and you see the crowd. I was going to say for Nathan's, you also have to know in the back of your head, there are millions of people worldwide watching this yes. right now. And I might be, um, accidentally purging on national tele or international television. Right. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was like last year. Um, I got an email three weeks out, like nobody knew if what was going on last oh, year of COVID, yeah. and I got an email, Hey, you know, thanks for everything, but you're not invited this year. Don't take offense oh. to it. We'll have you back next year. And uh, we're only going to take like the top six guys, blah, blah, blah. It's like, okay, yeah, no problem. You know, I get it. It makes sense. And then I get a phone call 72 hours out like, hey, they're shutting down, you know, California and Georgia. Like I just, I live here in Pennsylvania. So I'm still, I was able to get to New York and they're like, what are you doing Saturday? And I'm like, well, I guess I'm eating some hot dogs. Like, <laughs> I didn't train normal. Like I normally do. We didn't do hot dog season, three months of training and practice. And, but I still showed up and ate 24 hot dogs and buns in 10 minutes and took fourth place last year. So I was happy about that. All right. So I'm thinking of that almost like, I'm a fan of mixed martial arts and okay. I'm thinking that almost like a fight camp, right? And sure. you're not getting paid while you're in fight camp, nope. but you're putting in a hell of a lot of work. And it sounds like you are really training your body for a competition like that. Do you have to work like, uh, 
you know, like traditional gigs throughout the year in addition to doing this? Oh, definitely. Um, you know, my goal is to go full time, mm. you know, competitive and doing food reviews and all that. But no, I've, I've had a, you know, uh, part time, full time jobs and, you know, everything I have to do to, you know, pay the bills, you know, during the hot dog season, I, on 2018, 2019, I think it was average like four to 500 hot dogs I consumed in the three months. And then like last year, I probably ate maybe 200 hot dogs over the whole year. Um, and then this month, you know, I have practice scheduled and I'm hoping to, you know, I probably should probably consume another three to 400 hot dogs in the next month before the 4th oh of July. So I'm, I'm going to go hard for, uh, you know, 4th of July. I want to put up some big numbers. Back at the at the house, my my girlfriend's brother is a chef, and sometimes we'll be like, "Hey, man, why don't you cook more for us?" Like, "Hey, that's my job. Like, oh. I don't want to be doing my job outside of this." I would imagine, and maybe I'm wrong, that people are probably constantly badgering you, like, "Hey, George, like, eat this quantity of something." Does that happen? Oh, to you? definitely. <laughs> I mean, I always get, um, you know, oh, you know, just get him two of those, or you know, the best is, excuse me, you know. Um, I show up to a barbecue and they're like, oh, we have a bunch of hot dogs on the barbecue for you. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I only eat hot dogs like three months out of the year and that's it. So, and, and then, <clears throat> but that's the way it is. And then of course I always get the, oh, I'm not inviting you to a barbecue, you know? And I'm like, I don't eat crazy all the time. <laughs> right. So, um, it's, it's, it, I don't know. It's, it's fun, you know, and I, and I love the, you know, the camaraderie and the people I meet with, you know, in this business. And of course it's, it's like an oddity, right? So we're, we're really more of a sideshow than anything, but it's, it's a sport, you know, people can bet on us and, you know, we're, we try to do better than the next person. And going back to one of your previous questions about, you know, capacity and, you know, the body types and stuff, um, you know, for years, everyone thought, you know, you had to be the buffet buster, you know, the four or 500 pound, you know, big guy or woman, you know, that looks like they eat a lot. Mm. And that's how it used to be. And then, you know, Kobayashi, I think changed the, you know, it started to change with the, the little, you know, little guy, you know, six pack slender. He's, you know, over time we've learned it's easier for them to stretch their stomachs. It's, um, you know, people put a lot of training and, and, um, athleticism i can't even pronounce it yeah i got you into it um and it seems like that's where the sport's going to so like i'm kind of like a fat guy in the sport i think today then i you know i would have been probably a, a more of one of the skinny fit guys 20 years ago mm. compared to today because you know we have runners we have uh personal trainers, you know, bodybuilders, we have, you know, the power lifters, and then we just got the regular, you know, Joey Chestnut, the, uh, the engineer. There's, so. there's a husband and wife duo that are, I think, fitness people as yes. well. Yes. Yeah. Well, you got, um, yeah, you have, um, that's Juan and Sarah and they're, they're awesome. And yeah, they're both personal trainers and they're just, <laughs> you know, at the best, you know, tip top shape of their life. If you're training or competing, how 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 much do you have to space out your days before like if you're in training on a monday when's the next time you can like train to get to like max capacity um well could be the next day wow you know really i mean the body's really uh, an amazing machine on how it processes gets used to you know throwing 30,000 calories out of one clip <laughs> wow, um, man. it really 
you know, you we we talked about my first competition with um, Hostess Donuts that weekend. That was on a Friday in Philly. Saturday, I was in uh, Binghamton, New York, trying to qualify for Nathan's eating. 30, 30 hot dogs, 28 hot dogs or so. And Jeff took that one with uh, 45 or 50 hot dogs. And then I was, the following day, I was in Lancaster eating, you know, trying to, you know, qualify again with 30 hot dogs. So it's really, you, you, you learn to push yourself. And like, I couldn't do that 10 years ago when I, first time I ever ate hot dogs, but I could probably almost compete every day, I would think, you know, every other day. But at the best, like you need, you should take a twenty-hour, twenty-four-hour, you know, forty-eight-hour break in between. But um, Florida, I went to uh, Florida for the Super Bowl, and like we did the easy cheese chugging, which was only a pound of cheese, and then I, I consumed a twelve-pound food challenge for dinner that night. Oh my I ate breakfast God, and lunch George. that day, and I didn't expect to, you know, do the challenge. We did the challenge, and I wasn't going to lose that challenge, and I was the first one to complete it. And uh, Nick Weary um, failed it, and also Darren failed it. And it was, like, really, you know, Darren Breed, and, and they're both ranked higher than I am in with Major League Eating, but I was just able to pull it off that day. I love cheese. Mm -hmm. But there's something about cheese spray that, to me, it is like a nuclear creation. I'm not sure exactly what it is. <laughs> have, have you ever been in a competition where either – the flavor of something or the texture of something is not something that you particularly enjoy, but you just sort of grind through it. Um, yeah. I mean, I've done food challenges that way, but you know, competition wise, I really, you know, um, I've, I, every challenge I've gone to, I've, I've enjoyed, um, because it is a high quality, um, <laughs> it's a high, you know, all of our sponsors put out high quality products, you know, it's great food, uh, but with the, you know, there's the pepperoni rolls were just a couple weeks ago. Oh, Unfortunately, wow. I missed the, the, um, <clears throat> missed it this year, but the, in the past it's, they're so chewy, right? Because it's dough, you got the pepperoni sticks in it. It's just a really tough, you know, um, challenge, but <clears throat> we have, you know, shrimp cocktails, we have strawberry shortcake, you know, there's so much, so many different things and it's all, you know, poutine, wings, you know, but tamales out in Texas. Whoa. Yeah. So <laughs> I think I ate 51 tamales in 10 minutes and I ate for fourth or fifth place. Um, I would like to go back. I mean, we've done pork roll in Jersey, pork rolls coming back this year. So, but like Taylor Ham? Taylor Ham. Yeah. yeah wow. Well, it depends just where you're at. Yeah. Taylor Ham or pork roll, but it's, um, what is this? Trenton uh, Thunder? Is it Trenton Thunder? Um, and I think their guy is the pork roll, the uh, pork roll mascot. And they got a big guy that runs around. And it's a slice of pork roll. Okay. So we'll be back there the 25th of September uh, this year. Uh, and I'm looking forward to that. <clears throat> but my point is, I'm running through all this food and everything. And everything to me sounds delicious. And to you, I'm, I'm sure you would enjoy the pork roll or the shrimp cocktail or the strawberry shortcake. But you have to remember the amount of food that we're consuming during a 10-minute period. Some of the contests are six minutes. Some of them are 12. But within that short of time, nothing tastes good mm. after, you know, two, three minutes of just gorging yourself with it. Uh, you know, hot dogs, right? Everyone loves their hot dogs with 
you know, chili cheese, raw onions, mustard, but we're eating plain hot dogs, great hot dogs. Nathan's hot dogs are tasty. They're very garlicky. They have a lot of great taste on it, but just imagine eating 10 plain hot dogs. Are they still warm when you're eating them? Uh, yeah, they're room temperature to warm, you know, I mean, if it's cold out, they're going to be cold. So we Ooh. prefer, you know, I prefer a hundred, hundred degree day eating hot dogs because, you know, hopefully the hot dogs are about hundred degrees and they're a little easier, but I train in all different, um, weather due to the fact of we don't know what we're going to have the day of the competition and if it's pouring rain or it's snowing we're still on stage eating so you know i, I put my mentor through laurel hates me she's like oh are we doing hot dog you know practice today it's like yeah it's 46 degrees out rainy you know we're, we're getting it done we're out there just trying because it could be 110 degrees and you know sunny so it just you never know what's going to happen it's interesting that you mentioned how, in a way, it's a bit of a of a sideshow type of attraction. But the amount of work and all of these variables that I would never even have thought of while I'm watching a challenge are really vital to being prepared. And I'm also thinking, you know, I'm not trying to like overblow this, but you mentioned thirty thousand calories. Mm-hmm. That is that ever like a, a health concern? Do you have to get like your vitals checked or anything? So I mean, I don't do it often, but I, I go for my regular checkups more often. And you know, my doctor's on board with me. I'm honest with him. We we can you know we talk about stuff. And I'm actually the healthiest I've been since I, I even thought about competitive eating. Since twenty in 2010, I was 400 pounds. Couldn't get life insurance, couldn't qualify for nothing wow, because gosh. I was just, I was 400 pounds. And, you know, at 6'6", six, six, you know, 400 pounds, was, I, I looked big, you know. Now I don't look like I'm 300-some pounds, but, I mean, I'm, you know, I, at my lightest, I've lost 100 pounds. And then, like, I, I've, I maintain, I keep off about 70, 70 of the pounds I've lost over the last 10 years. So, you know, my doctors are happy about it. My, my cholesterol's down. My blood pressure's down. Everything's down. And we've... You know, my body has, um, you know, adapted to the 30,000 calorie meals here and there. Because, you know, I'm eating my 500, you know, 1,000 calorie meals. Right. You know, normally during the week and my salads and my juices and all the healthy stuff. Wow. Well, I think more so than ever today, there's the opportunity to reach more people with your creativity with your art with whatever you're doing with your business um, due to the internet due to things like podcasts uh, we mentioned your YouTube channel I was going through and watching your videos and I connected with something because there's a gentleman in New York and his I guess his business is called Brooklyn Bugs and right now he he's actually like all over various media sources like some really big stuff because it's like the cicada bloom, which is, happens oh. every like 17 years. And yep. he's like going out and like harvesting them and, and cooking with them. And like that also to people, especially in America, probably sounds like a very niche thing, like a sideshow thing. But bugs are consumed in many places throughout the world and in many places I've been. Uh, and they are a very important and very cheap source of protein. Uh, I saw a video that you did, and I was really curious about where you were, um, like uh, how you came about getting a, a, like a whole like meal full of bugs, and what you <laughs> ate, and how you found that experience. Which sure, um, my um, friend uh, Marissa, and she's she's into uh, 
you know, she's a foodie at heart. It, it was awesome because uh, Missy was, was sweet enough to order up a bunch of bugs for us. And in my film, we, we are at a unexclosed location. Okay. Um, but yes, it is a restaurant, so we're just going to call it an unexclosed location. And we sat down and we just we just ate some bugs. And they were like um, mealworms and grubs. And then we had, um, you know, chocolate-covered grasshoppers. And then we, we tried, you know, pizza-flavored worms. And I think there was like sour cream and onion and different things. Um, you know, we had some uh, sriracha uh, mealworms. I'm, I'm trying to think else what we had. I mean, it was funny. I was just talking, Marissa, this the other day about this because, you know, we thought the numbers would be better on that, that video. And I'm like, maybe I slipped on my sh sharing it on social media as much as I, I should have. Maybe I didn't do it as well I as I should have, I guess. But uh, it was it was fun. It was a good experience. And like you're saying, like, you know, I just saw that whole, you know, the cicadas. And one of the gentlemen they were interviewing, they're saying, you know, the United States is really the only country in the world that doesn't use bugs for mm -hmm. protein. And I and I remember um, studies, you know, Hershey is local, you know, the Hershey Chocolate Factory and stuff. Yeah. You know, there's X amount of bugs in all of our food, our grains, our, you know, pastas, our fl wheat, or flour, all that, you know, whatever, you know. So I just remember because, like, we went on the tour and they're like, yeah, they use front-end loaders, you know, big machine tractors to move the cocoa beans or, you know, the product around, and things happen. Things get in there. So, but... To be able to walk down the street like uh, no reservations or something and just, you know, try just off the wall piles of bugs because that's where it is in some, you know, third world country. I mean, I think that's kind of cool. And I would be willing to do that. Yeah. But here in the United States, you got to hit the, you know, the store and, and bring some in. There's the, I think they're from Brooklyn, but there's a company called Exo Bars or something like that. And their protein in their protein bars is like ground up crickets. And like, okay. you would never know. There's no little like feelers sticking out of it or something like that. It's just, it's just powdered protein. Oh, definitely. Yeah. You would, you, I don't think you would taste it. He's like, we, we threw some in the, we had some tacos with us. We sprinkled some crickets and some worms on the tacos. You don't like, maybe you can feel the crunch, but the, the texture of the bugs, it seemed like it was, they were more like a, um, oh, um, a funyun. Or oh, yeah. like a, you know, a like a pork rind, like pork a, rind. Uh. That's where it was. It was pork rind, funyuns, and there was something else. Uh, but it just, it was, you know, a couple of the worms were weird because they got some weird stuff going on worms that was kind of like okay, but I'm still going to eat it. But everything was dried out. It was just, you know, light, fluffy, crispy. Well, keep at stuff like that because even if if the numbers haven't hit so much on that yet. Um, you know, when I go around the world and I, I, in Indonesia and I'm like, Hey, do you want to be on my podcast? People are like, what the hell is a podcast? Right. But the, if I say, Hey, I'm going to put something on YouTube. They're like, Oh, what's the YouTube address? Like YouTube is, is, is a ubiquitous form of media now, like around the, around the world. So, uh, I find that stuff fascinating and I'd love to see you do more of that. Okay, well, thank you. Yeah, I mean, and my goal is to travel more. Like last year, I was supposed to go to Japan. Oh, and I was supposed cool. to go to um, Scotland last year, and it didn't work out because it was last year, you know? So we'll, hopefully those things will be rescheduled for the future. I'd imagine you would crush at a sushi challenge because I can crush sushi. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever done one of those? Well, um, I shot a, a video in Canada in 2019 with uh, Joel Hansen, and we went to All You Could Eat Sushi Place up in Toronto. 
And I think we be between the two of us, we might eat 300 and some pieces of sushi. Oh, wow. But my, you know, that's on my list of things to sit down. And I, I want to eat 300 plus you know, pieces of sushi by myself. Yeah. I love sushi. I'm, and like, I'm like, I've, I keep saying I'm a foodie at heart. So I do like to get out there and eat some good food. And we've talked about the six pound steak challenge was the first one I've ever did. That was recently, but the day before I ate a, a seven pound lobster roll. Oh my God. George. So, you know, it had wow. four pounds of straight lobster on it. It was a two foot roll, a pound of fries and a half a pound of coleslaw. And, you know, it's it's good to be me because I, I get to eat some of the greatest things in the world. And, you know, people like shrimp. I've done eight pounds of shrimp cocktail from St. Elmo's out in Indiana in contest in eight minutes. And so it's just, it's good. I, I enjoy it. I, I get out there and get to eat some really good food. Whoa. Uh, there's one person I wanted to plug. Um, I'm happy to through your story, be able to represent the stories of a lot of people. Um, I think probably if you said to people competitive eating, their mind would first go to like, oh, this is a thing that mostly men are doing. Uh, but there was a woman from Pennsylvania. I think maybe you either know or maybe influenced you or maybe I'm wrong on that, but her name is uh, Laurel Marie. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> do you mind just like sharing who she is and her story? So Laurel Marie is my mentor. Like she oh, is the okay. reason... I am doing this crazy stuff. It's all her fault. I tell her that all the time. Like, this is your fault. She's like, it's it's my fault? I'm like, yeah, I just drove to Florida in nine days, 3,000 miles to 12 food challenges. It's your fault that I'm doing this today. Because I met Laurel like 10 years, well, 2010 I met Laurel, and we were paying our cable bills. You know, we're at the cable company. I'm standing in line, and Laurel's telling the girls, hey, I'm going back to Coney. I made it again. You know, I, I ate 15 hot dogs to qualify, blah, blah, blah. And, I'm, and I chuckled, and she turned around. She called me right out. She's like, I could eat more hot dogs. And you. I'm like, I don't think so. And Laurel, BT, you know, uh, she was a personal trainer at the time. You know, she was, you know, she's fit. And it, it's just funny that, um, you know, she calls me out on this, and I'm like, yeah, that's kind of crazy. Like, I'm not going to go train with you. But I ran into her in town because it's a small town, like yeah. you're saying. And it's like not even in town. I just ran into her in the area because we live close to each other. We live in two different towns, though. But it's a small world, and we kept bumping into each other. Laurel, I'll make this quick. Laurel, no, it's okay. um, you know, finally talked me into going to the gym to meet her at the gym to train. And it's like, you know, bring how many hot dogs do you think you're going to be able to eat? At like, a gym. At a gym, she was awesome. a personal trainer. So she's like, oh, we'll, we'll train at the gym, you know? So we, I think, I don't know, we set up on the basketball court or we're in the one, you know, fitness room or something the first time. And and I, like, I think I might have ate 16 or 17 hot dogs and buns the first time. And she's like, this is crazy that you're that good. You need to try to qualify to go to Coney. And I'm like, these guys are eating 40 and 50 hot dogs back then. I'm like, no way that I'm going to even be able to, you know, come close to that. Like I knew nothing about the training. I knew nothing about the practicing techniques, nothing. I said, no, what I'm going to do is I'll just come and push you. I'll become your sparring partner and, you know, give you a push. And she's like, really? I said, yeah, well, you know, how many hot dogs do you want to eat today? And she's like, I'm going to eat 14. I said, well, I'm going to eat 15. And she's like, what happens if I eat 15? I said, I'll just eat 16, <laughs> you know? And she's like, this isn't fair, you know? And I'm like, well, this, but this will help you. Yes, I need help pushing. I need someone to push me during training. It's like, okay. So um, we did that for about five years. And then finally she talked me into trying to qualify. She's like, George, they're, they're qualifying with 16 hot dogs and buns to go. 
you know, you need to try to get into a qualifier. And I, I went to a qualifier at Pocono Raceway, my first one in 2015. I took second place with 17 hot dogs and buns. Wow. And I think the winner might have had 22 hot dogs and buns or something. So I was a little off. But I, it was it was exciting because the crowd, like the pump, the MC, and I got hooked. And when I walked off stage, Badlands Booker, he goes, you know, uh, you're, you're good. You need to hang out with us and learn some technique and we can make you a, you know, a champion. It's like, all right, let's try this. And so I just, every year I, I kept trying to qualify and Laurel was pushing me and I started learning more technique and huh. more training methods. And, um, and I just, I finally qualified in 2018 and went to my first show and it's just history since then. I think I've done probably almost 36 competitions, wow. maybe 15, 15 states now in uh, two countries. So that's cool. So she's like an OG in the game. Oh, yeah. She, <laughs> yeah she, this will be her 11th year going to Nathan's. Whoa. Yeah. So definitely. And it's like we, we were together training on Friday. We're, uh, we're going to meet up on Tuesday and, and do another uh, practice run and stuff. So, cool. you know, but it, it's great to have that camaraderie together so close that we can practice and work together. And it's funny because like the numbers have changed so much too, because we've earlier in the season, you know, I'll start early in the season with like 20 hot dogs and I want to try to see how quick can I eat 20 hot dogs and buns. And I, I got four and a half minutes, five and a half minutes and Laurel's like, you know, starting off at, you know, uh, 12, 13 hot dogs in the beginning of the season. And it's taking her her full 10 minutes. And the other day she's like, you know, it's not fair that you need to order more hot dogs to to eat for the complete 10 minutes. And I'm like, why? I'm like, I, I do my 20. I'm done in five minutes and I'm cheering you on. And she's like, yeah, but I just don't want to stand here and eat, you know, alone. And, he, you know, I just it just does not push. I'm like, OK, so I went for 30 this past week and I didn't even get 20 down. And it was so upsetting, you know, to me. It was like my worst practice that I ever had last uh, Friday. And I ended up, um, well, well, I guess we could call it reversing a little bit. I walked off camera and, you know, I just got rid of what was in my mouth. But it, it was a rough practice. And I, I haven't had a practice like that in years. So Damn. we'll see what Tuesday brings for us. Well, um now this year, I have somebody to to cheer for on July 4th. Yes. <laughs> so this is exciting. Thank you. Um, what is like your, your YouTube handle, Instagram handle? Let's send people towards your stuff. So uh, on YouTube, we're uh, George, uh, the Smorgasbord Sport Trigger. So you can find me, George Trigger, the Smorgasbord. Sport. It's out there. Um, you know, you, you can find me across all the platforms, George Trigger, George Period Trigger. I'm working on putting a webpage together so you guys can just go to my webpage and we'll we'll get that out there but um you know tiktok george chigger uh twitter you know george chigger we're, we're out there so cool yeah. well uh it's kind of you to fit me in this is honestly fascinating i pride myself on having a real variety of guests from like all walks of life doing different things. So you're the, the first and possibly only competitive eater. So thank you uh, for doing this. <laughs> well, thank you for having me on and reaching out. And, and I'm, you know, I'm honored that you did that. And, you know, so, and just keep doing what you're doing, man. I think it's awesome that you're traveling the world, cool. and, you know, enjoying this. You, yeah, you can't see it, people, but he has a huge grin on his face right now. <laughs> no, I love smiling, doing this. And you can tell he's enjoying what he does. And that just makes it, you know, all worth it, you know, coming out today and meeting with you. So cool. Cheers, George. Cheers. Thank you. That is a wrap on episode 230 of the Voyages of Tim Vetter podcast. Thanks so much, George. I had a really great time meeting you, and I think this was a fascinating conversation. 
really glad to have had a competitive eater on the podcast. That is something new and unique that I hadn't had before. Thank you to you, Voyagers, for always tuning in, for listening, for liking, subscribing, for contacting me, all the great stuff that you do. There will be a lot more stuff coming out this summer, so stay tuned. And as always, folks, please, please, please take care of each other. I will catch you very, very soon.